0: Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book The Crowd, a study of the popular mind. In life, you may have encountered people with obviously strong convictions, but they follow others once they get into a crowd. You may also have met some apparent gentlemen who would become brutal and fanatical once in the midst of a crowd. To give a more typical example, British men are well known as gentlemen, who never spit out a single dirty word in front of women. However, they are also, deservingly so, known as football hooligans. The Hazel disaster in 1985 is a classic case. In the European Cup final, Liverpool of Britain and Juventus of Italy met at the Hazel Stadium in Brussels. UEFA, Union of European Football Associations allocated a stand behind the goal to Liverpool fans before the game, and many Juventus fans also bought tickets for this stand. Throughout the game, fans of both teams continued to commit violence and throw items against each other. As there were not enough policemen in the stand to maintain order, the conflict escalated and eventually turned into a fight. The British football hooligans acted in an extremely manic and even brutal manner throughout the skirmish. They knocked down the barbed wire attached to the stand, held bricks and steel pipes, and strode to another stand to chase and beat the Juventus fans. There were 39 people killed, and over 300 injured in this conflict. This is the notorious Hazel disaster in the history of football. On hearing this, you must be wondering why these British gentlemen became so brutal in an instant. What made them lose their minds and become football hooligans in public? By reading the book you will find the answer. The author of this book Gustave Le Bon, is a famous French social psychologist and the founder of crowd psychology. He has published many works, such as The French Revolution and The Psychology of Revolution, The Psychology of the Great War, and The Crowd, A Study of the Popular Mind. These works have contributed to the theory of psychology and anthropology, among which The Crowd is a milestone work in crowd psychology research. Since its publication in 1895, the book has been a best-selling world classic. It successfully predicted all psychological and political developments in the 1920s. It also influenced Freud, Jung, and other scholars as well as Roosevelt, Churchill, Charles de Gaulle, and other political figures. We can use the book's analysis of crowd phenomena to interpret many social events around us. This book speaks the truth that we cannot help but admit, that is, we intend not to, but always unconsciously become part of the crowd. Next, we will explain the key insights of this book to you in three parts. The first part, what are the psychological characteristics of crowds? The second part, what influences the psychological characteristics of crowds? The third part, how do leaders make a crowd follow their commands? let's first look at what Laban means by crowd. The word crowd here does not mean the general public or the masses, but a special psychological group. This is a group of people brought together by a certain event, or a speech, passion, fear, love, or hate. We must emphasize here that these people come together in crowds out of this stimulation and influence. They are like hypnotized people, and at the same time, they also affect each other their ideas and feelings interact and shift into the same direction, thereby transforming into a tendency to act. In this crowd, a person is not himself or herself anymore, but a string puppet no longer guided by his or her own will. A person will lose sanity, and his or her sense of judgment in a crowd, and become intellectually inferior to himself or herself as an individual. Such a group of people is what Le Bon refers to as a crowd, a neutral word. These people may be violent, destructive, and even susceptible of committing crimes. On the other hand, they may also accomplish the most heroic acts, and become a symbol of civilized heroism. Specifically, what psychological characteristics does a crowd have? Laban believes that people in a crowd generally exhibit the disappearance of brain activity and personality. Next, let's elaborate on the six psychological characteristics of crowds the first psychological characteristic of crowds, is that they are impulsive, irritable and easily changeable. In a crowd, the intellectual differences between individuals dissolve. The conscious personality will disappear, and the unconscious personality will develop. Thus, under the stimulation of external factors, people easily become impulsive and irritable. For example, in 1870, the Prime Minister of Prussia Bismarck, published a telegram that has been tampered with. This was to convince the French that their ambassador had been insulted by William I. Before its publication, Bismarck even said to his colleague proudly, this telegram will have the effect of a red cloth to the gall bulls. As a result, as expected, the French were tricked by the telegram. The media in Berlin and Paris released the telegram on July 14, which happened to be the French national day. Frantic Frenchmen rushed to the streets, furiously calling for war. Two days later, the war fund was approved. On July 19, the Prussian ambassador to France received a declaration of war from the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs. We all know what happened next. The Franco-Prussian war broke out, and France was defeated. They had to cede their territory and pay indemnities. Ridiculously, a century later, there was another telegram about the French army's defeat in a battle in Lang Son, Vietnam. After being overinterpreted by the French media, it triggered a butterfly effect, which directly led to the overthrow of the then-Cabinet. Of course, the degree of irritability and emotional impulsiveness vary between different crowds. For example, compared with the impulsive and irritable French, the British were much more moderate. Although the British also suffered a devastating blow during their expedition to Sudan's Khartoum, this did not cause great disturbance in Britain, but only a slight anger among the people. The British government was not affected, and almost no government officials were blamed. The second psychological characteristic of crowds is that they are readily influenced by the suggestions of others. Given that crowds are always in a state of unconsciousness, and they lack rationality and judgment, they are easily influenced by the suggestions of others. For example, at the time when Le Bon was writing this book, the newspapers reported the news of two little girls, who had drowned in the Seine. At first, there were five or six people who successively confirmed the drowning of the girls, leading the judge to issue their death certificates. But just as people were about to bury them, they found that the girls were still alive, and did not even look like the drowned girls. So, Le Bon believed that collective observations were most likely to be wrong. They are merely a result of someone's hallucination, spreading through suggestions, and an effect that the author called contagion. The crowds are also subject to the control of collective hallucinations. Julian Felix, a naval lieutenant, illustrated this phenomenon in his book Sea Currents. A frigate called Belle Pool was searching for the cruiser Le Berso, which was missing in a storm. At that time, The sky was bright with sunshine. Suddenly, the watch signaled a wrecked ship. All crew members looked in the direction indicated by the signal, and they clearly witnessed the wrecked ship towing a raft full of people. As they were approaching the target, they even faintly heard people moaning for help. However, when they finally reached the target, they found that it was just a bundle of several leafy branches floating on the sea. It all turned out to be an illusion. From this example, we can clearly tell the effect of the collective hallucination. The signal made by the watch was a suggestion. Under the effect of crowd contagion, it finally turned into a collective hallucination of the whole crew. The third psychological characteristic of crowds is that their sentiments are simple and exaggerated. Whether a crowd has a good or bad sentiment, these sentiments have a prominent feature of being simple and exaggerated. The reason why crowd sentiments are simple, is because crowds only see things as a whole, and cannot see the developing and changing processes of things. The reason why crowd sentiments are exaggerated, is because these sentiments are heightened by other facts. No matter what the sentiment is, once it's exhibited, it will spread quickly through the power of contagion and psychological suggestions within the crowd. At this point, the force of the person or thing that produces this feeling will also be largely intensified. It is precisely due to the fact that crowds often exaggerate their feelings, that they can only be stimulated by exaggerated feelings. By grasping this characteristic of crowds, orators can make use of concise, clear, and passionate vocabulary, to manipulate and stir up the emotions of their audience. The fourth psychological characteristic of crowds, is that they are domineering and intolerant. Crowds either accept opinions, ideas, and beliefs entirely, or reject them as a whole. They may even consider them as falsehoods. They don't accept any transitional or neutral opinions, and they won't allow contradictions and arguments. Therefore, crowds will appear to be domineering and intolerant. For example, at public meetings, the slightest countering speech from an order may cause the harshest reaction from the crowd. At this point, if the order still insists on his point or position, he will soon be defeated. Being domineering and intolerant are common characteristics of all crowds. Nevertheless, their degrees vary across different ethnic groups. Le Bon believed that, the Latin race in ancient Rome was the most domineering and intolerant of all. They believed that those who disagreed with them, must immediately denounce their own beliefs strongly. The development of these two attitudes in the Latin crowd, completely destroyed the strong sentiment of individual independence among the Anglo-Saxons. The fifth psychological characteristic of crowds is polarized morality. Sometimes, a crowd will be guilty of murder, arson, and all kinds of crimes. In this sense, the crowd seems to have a very low moral standard. But sometimes, a crowd may also display good qualities, such as altruism, sacrifice, and devotion we can say that this sort of crowd has a high sense of morality. Crowds also play the role of providing moral education for individuals. Even in a crowd of extremely vicious people, an individual can temporarily show strict moral discipline, just because he or she is a member of the crowd. For example, in the September massacres in Paris, criminals who found wallets and jewels on the victims, put the items neatly on the conference table, instead of taking them for themselves, even though they could have easily done so. From this, we can see that crowds could have both high and low moral standards. The sixth psychological characteristic of crowds, is that they are incapable of reasoning, and only capable of imagination. The author believes that the reasoning method of crowds, is a bit similar like barbarians, who believed that by eating the heart of a brave and skillful enemy, they would be able to acquire his strength and bravery. In other words, crowd reasoning is characterized by the association of apparently similar, but utterly different things, and the immediate generalization of particular things. It is precisely because of their lack of reasoning power, that crowds develop a strong and active visual thinking ability, also known as imagination. Crowds who can only think in terms of images, can necessarily only be stimulated by images. Many factors can affect a crowd's imagination, but theatrical representations are the most effective of all. For example, from the perspective of the ancient Roman populace, life is good, if they have bread to eat, and frequent spectacular shows to watch. Even if reality is not so good, theatrical representations can put them into an imagination of a good life. It is exactly because crowds do not reason but only imagine, that they only accept concepts that are concise, clear, and easy to understand. Alright, we've just went through the content of the first part. There are six aspects of psychological characteristics of the crowds. The first one is that they are impulsive, irritable, and easily changeable. The second one is that they are readily influenced by suggestions of others. The third one is that their sentiments are simple and exaggerated. The fourth one is that they are domineering and intolerant. The fifth one is that they may have both high and low moral standards. And the sixth one is that they are incapable of reasoning, but only capable of imagination. We have talked about the six psychological characteristics of crowds, but why do they have these psychological characteristics? This is what we are going to talk about next. Today we are just sharing Limited Bookie. To unlock more key insights of world class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for BOOKEY at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.